The Donut Bag is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Your data is your business. Protect it with ExpressVPN for three extra months free with a one-year package. Go to the link listed in my Twitter profile. All right. We're about at the midway point of the season. We're about to go into the All-Star break. The Penguins are actually doing all right. They are in what? First place? Third place. Third place in the Metro. Not bad. Fluctuating. All is, you'd think all is well, but uh, no, no, it's not. It's not. No, no. Um, Too many odd man rushes. Can we just start there? (laughs) Well, yes. Um, I'm like sorry, sorry to be a little preemptive there, Joe. But uh, no, no, it's know, it's. I, 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 you know, I haven't been able to watch every single game, but I've been able to watch like more than usual because you know I'm being antisocial. Um, and Friday in particular, okay. And I want to say this: the Smith had an amazing game Friday night. Amazing. They had so no good. business being in overtime or a shootout. One of the best saves Smith, of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in that in, in overtime with a few seconds to go on that um, odd man rush with uh, I believe it was Larkin and Raymond. I believe, um, but holy, what what happened to the defense? If I remember correctly, wasn't Matheson okay in that game? In that game, yeah, maybe. he he. He was okay, but it, I just feel like the team Friday. as a whole is not back checking. And that's Are like, we, I'm talking. We're talking about I'm the talk, Wings game. We're talking about the Wings game Friday night that they lost 3 2 in the shootout. Well, that, it, that it really leaves. could have been like a 7 2 game. And, like, and I'm going to say that both goaltenders were amazing, but like the Smith, especially in the last probably 10 minutes. Well, the regulation and then the shootout. Holy cow. The Smith is playing for his job. Okay. Oh, absolutely. He needed, he needed that. He needed that. And it's it's actually the Smith is contributing to part of the problem is I think there's two things going on. One of them is they are tired. They desperately need this week off that, that's coming up real soon. So, I mean, they played a lot. They've played a lot lately. Okay. The other thing is. And I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not saying it's Malkin's fault, but whenever Malkin came back, this team changed. And then kind of has again. It's, it's well, like, and I know the word that goes around the floats around the internet is chemistry. And it's not, I wouldn't so much say it's a chemistry issue. I think it's more of a Malkin feeling, you know. I don't know, like Malkin's a good player. And when he wants to, I mean, his first game back, what did he score? Two goals, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, and he's had a few couple of good nights. Um, but he's just falling into that same Malkin trap where he just plays well when he wants to. And I think if he were more consistent, it would be so much better for the team as a whole. And it's still just like playing with, you know, Sidney Crosby. It's hard to play with Gino because, you know, he's, 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 first of all, he's Russian and they're so, they're differently wired than most people and the pressure that they put on themselves reflects like you know spreads to the teammates and it can't be easy to play with Gino but I think at this point Malkin needs to kind of make a decision where I'm either going to give all I have every shift or 
you know, I don't know, retire? Like, what's the alternative here? Because he- Well, I, I want to give Malcolm a pass because he's still coming off a major surgery, and that was not that long ago. So I, I'm in terms of his play, I'm going to say give him a pass for, like, let's say another month. If he's pull, still pulling well, that crap what about limiting her, but limit his minutes then. Sorry to interject there, but That's limit fine. his minutes. If, if he fine. can't give up to bounce off both of your points, okay, because both of your points are valid. Jen, you know, he's not – I don't know if it's not because he's not giving his all. You know, it could be injury, but the bottom line is limit his minutes. If he can't give 100% every shift, limit his minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine Period. with that. Fear. At that age with injuries and you get scared and it's like, oh my God, I, I could get hurt again. And then I'm out again. And all that creeps up in your head, which is a huge, I mean, we've talked about it before and it, we witnessed Latang go through it. We witnessed Sydney go through it. I mean, he's still a little apprehensive on the, on the face-off. So, you know, when you get to a certain age, worry and fear of injury is a, is something to consider, but limiting the minutes, give them shorter, shorter shifts. Um, so that he doesn't burn out and that he can like make the most of those minutes that he has, I think would be a great idea. Um, yeah. And finding a line that works for him, you know, I think, wow. what, what, what was he? Uh, he was with Heinen, Heinen. Um, and- McGinn and Rodriguez is, is his latest line. Yeah. They, they took what? Rodriguez off and put rust up with uh, Crosby. Yeah. Which no. honestly, yeah, no, like I'm going to say this, the Crosby Gensel, Rust line has been working, obviously. Like they're, you know, especially the past four or five games, they've been like, I, I would go as far to say it's been a one line team lately. Yes. That's yes. that's how good that line has been. But this is the problem that the Penguins have always run into is that when one line gets hot, you take away from another line, and that's been, you know, especially problematic with Crosby and Malkin over the years. You know, they had those issues. You know, if you it, it's like this whole cyclical thing is that they'll get guys who gel with Crosby, but then you're, you're leaving Malkin with nothing, yeah, you, you or you get guys who gel with Malkin, and then you give nothing with Crosby, and it. And yeah. this was one of the fears that I believe all three of us had before Malkin came back was who was going, what was going to be the consequence of this, and we're seeing it. Well, okay. and not to be over dramatic, but. The Malkin line is supposed to be Malkin, Zucker, and Kapanen. Zucker got hurt. They might, um, they might Kucherov him and just keep him to the playoffs and 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 uh, hold up that that five point five million dollars salary till the playoffs. And and, and I mean, and they probably like the, like the Lightning did. I'd be okay with that. I mean, honestly, you know, the Lightning did it. Why? Why not everybody else? Hey, why not? <laughs> um, but so, so Zucker was supposed to be the left wing, and then Kapanen was supposed to be the right wing. And Kapanen is an absolute disaster. He is now on the fourth line, and even then, like, uh, like it's, it's, it's right now, it's a failure. And it, this is not the first time it's happened where they've demoted him because he just <laughs> absolutely sucks. He is total garbage right now, and it's, it sucks. So. You know, so, so now it's Malkin and Rodriguez, and Rodriguez is good, although he has cooled off. And then poor Brock McGinn, who has, I don't even think, practiced with Malkin, just gets thrown on a line with him. And as you say, Jen, it is very different playing with him. So that had to be a, that had <laughs> to be a, a, a culture <laughs> shock for him. Um, 
It would be scared. I'd be scared. I mean, I've been in the same room with Gino and I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) well, and think about it. McGinn was with Carolina before he came to Pittsburgh. Right. And I mean, Carolina absolutely has some dynamic players, but, and I'm not going to take away from Sebastian Ajo or guys like that, or, you know, Tara Vinen, but you're looking at like Evgeny Malkin, like you're talking about a legend here. Like you're talking about someone who, when he's at his best, has known to be on like a different planet. And, you know, the, the bottom line is Gino's Gino. And to, to your point, Jen, you know, Russian players do operate very differently. And that's not just Malkin. Like, that's just like, I feel like it's, a, and, it, it, and I don't mean this in a bad way, it's in their DNA. They learn a different breed of hockey over there. So, you know, that being said, you know, Joe, that's a really good point that he's without Zucker, but it's like, they're going to have to figure something. Hopefully they take the all-star break to figure something out and practice different combinations to kind of give, to kind of balance things out again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think there is another issue here and it's all psychology. When we do this, I, I, I made a flow chart of it. It, it happens so often. Penguins start the season and uh, and then people get hurt. And when people get hurt, especially the stars, we think, oh, my God, they're screwed. Oh, no, the stars are hurt. What are we going to do? And that's when they rattle off a whole bunch of wins because they mm-hmm. play a completely different way. And then we say, oh, when the stars come back, everything is going to be wonderful. And oh, what are, what are the lines going to be? And oh, my God. And then they come back and it all goes to crap. And I think it's all psychology. When you play without the stars, you have to play within Sullivan's system. You have to play hard and you all, and everybody has to play. But when Crosby, Malkin, and Latang are out there, it's like, oh, we, we got all the talent in the world. It's like the secondary players pull up a lawn chair and say, I'm just going to watch this. And Malkin, <laughs> Crosby, and Latang think, oh, we're the gang's back together. Globetrotter hockey. Here we go. And screw defense and screw. That's, that's it just seems that way. That's, well, that's, and Joe, you and I have seen this before back under Bilesma, even under Tarion. I would say more so under Bilesma than anything else because under Tarion, they were still trying to figure themselves out, right? They were still, um, exactly. But under Bilesma, we, uh, you and I keep on talking about that 2011, 2012 season when Crosby finally got healthy enough to come back and, you know, Malkin had another great year and such like that season. And then even the shortened 23 season, or I'm sorry, 2013 season for me, were like the perfect examples of that. And, you know, we've seen that in the past few seasons since they won their back-to-back cups. And I feel like we're seeing that again right now. It's like, yeah, they're coasting. Like, Jen, we you said six and four in the past 10, right? Yeah. Yeah. So six and four in the past 10, it's like not terrible, but it's like. It's batting above 500. It, it's batting above 500. But when you're looking at other teams in the conference, like a loaded Atlantic division that is like, you know, giving the Metro a run for their money and how stupid good it is, you know that even the central has a lot of good team, you know, a lot of good, a lot of teams are playing good hockey right now. So six and four, isn't good enough. 
I hate to be that person, but six and four is not good enough when you've well, got so many teams playing good four, hockey. Six and four in a three, three. How many wins in the playoffs again? Four. Four. <laughs> Sorry, I just had a moment there. It's um, basically what you're trying to say. It's a seven game series. Um, yeah, well, you're yeah. going seven. Yeah. Okay, but I mean, for the season, I mean, right before that, this six and four crappy stretch, they were like rattling off like almost. <laughs> like 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 15 out of 17 or some crazy thing like that so right the, the, what i the one one of the only things that worries me aside from goaltending because i mean even watch jari get blow a night like he was he couldn't save anything i don't remember what game it was maybe it was against the kings the last game oh, yeah remember. yesterday yeah yeah the, the, the last week's been a blur for me but um he, jari wasn't on that night okay and i know you're not going to be every night I get that, but so we don't we don't have the best backup goaltender, right? We're burning out Jari. We're going to be burning out our top line because they're you know they're working harder. We're burning out, and then and then we're not utilizing the other three lines properly. Our defense kind of falling apart a little bit. Um, they're tired, sure. I mean, <laughs> you know, what bothers me, guys, and I'm going to get some I'm going to get some heat for this, but these players are playing anywhere from eight to what twenty four minutes a game. Mm-hmm. not all at the same time like what it what, what's so hard i mean if you're playing back-to-back every single day sure but they've only had a few back-to-back games that i can remember so far and they have time to rest like when you're playing eight to 24 minutes a game with rest in between how are you that tired you're training every day you're taking care of yourself you're resting like i i don't really buy and I never have and you guys know that in the years we've been doing this I never buy into the oh they're tired because to me that's like well what are you doing here what are you here for if you're not learning to manage your your like fatigue or your anaerobic strengths or you're not being able to show up every night I mean you look at some players and they're they're just like unreal what's up like William Nylander for example I know he's younger but you watch him in a game when he's on and is like playing his best. He doesn't like, there's no quit in that kid. There's none, you know, he plays with so much heart. So I, I just wish that we could kind of like get away from that. This, we're tired. And if that is an issue, then what can we do to remedy that? Because it is a concern. So we're going to get burnt out. Come the first round, we're going to blow it because we're tired. Like if we're tired now, how much more tired are we going to be? In the next, what, 36, 36 games, I think we have? Yeah, come, come May. And and to bounce off that, Jen, you know, there are 31 other teams going through this. 31 yeah, other teams are going through this. It's, you not know? Like, and it, it's, it's not like the Penguins are paying 10 extra games than everybody else or something like that. Yeah. Right. And it's like, I see so many teams who are doing just as much or – I, I look at teams who are like like the Florida Panthers right now are the best team in the league, right? Yeah, yeah. Their en- their energy levels are stupid. Like, and you know we've felt this upward trajectory with them with the you know for the past few years. Yeah, definitely. And they have arguably the best goaltending combo in the league with Spencer Knight and Sergey Bobrovsky, which they're going to have to they're going to have to figure that out sooner than later, right? But they've got so many players, and, and, and I always go back to this. It's not just about the energy levels. It's the intrinsic motivation. 
how much do you want it? That's something that I question with the Penguins a lot. And I talk about this, this lack of inspired play. And some of the players in their post-game interviews, they talk about motivated play or uh, desperation, desperate play. I don't remember the word. But inspired play means you're out there having fun. You know, you're enjoying yourself because that first and foremost takes a lot of the pressure off. You're like, I'm here to just have some fun and do my best. And that is when you'll see people shine because they get out of their head and they just play the game they've been playing since they were four. But, you know. Like, I look at the Los Angeles. I, I didn't get to watch the whole game yesterday, okay? But the, the Kings are another up-and-coming team, right? They're unreal and, right now. <laughs> yeah, they're unreal. Quentin Byfield just came up, who's absolutely amazing. You know, it seems like Kopitar and Dowdy and the older crew, if you will, have almost been rejuvenated by this youth. Yeah. And, you know, I, I saw the Kings here in – Tampa and they wound up losing I believe it was in, it was either last minute or in overtime so Tampa wound up winning but like the way the Kings played like I feel like they played beyond what they actually have if you get my drift it's well they're playing like, inspired hockey it, exactly it's it's like they they want to be there every night they're playing with something to prove I look at Anaheim like that they you know even the I saw the Devils the other night and the Devils are one of the worst teams in the league they still impressed me with the fact that they want to, they're terrible. They literally have nobody, but they're playing like they want to be there. And I feel like watching the Penguins, and I've honestly felt like this all season, it is so easy to coast, right, and get by on talent. But there comes a point in the season when you don't have that emotion in your game, and it's going to show up. And I feel like we've seen it in this 10-game stretch. Because even the Arizona game, they got lucky. They were tied 3-3 very late in the game. And Arizona's that bad that they were able to get away with it and score three goals in the last few minutes. But they were not playing a good hockey game. Maybe they don't give a crap about the teams they played. Who gives and, a, and who you know, cares I about the Kings? That's a problem. If that's an ego I think, thing. I think that's the true. I think if that's, that's an true. ego thing, then, then the team's doomed. Because if you've played with that mentality, you already think, oh, I'm better than this team, so why do I show up? It's, no, it's I mean, the wins. It, it's, you know, there's no there's no rivalry with the Kings. There's no rivalry with the with the with with Phoenix or whatever the heck they're called these days. Uh, there's no rivalry with the Kraken or, or Ottawa or Columbus or San Jose. Once you play Philly or the Capitals or the Rangers, you, you know they'll be up for that. Um, but I, you know what's really funny is all 31 teams in the league, though, do not feel that way about the Penguins. The 30 other 31 teams in the league, let me tell you, because I have seen the Penguins in probably I've lost track of how many different arenas I've seen the Penguins in, but I'm going to say probably a third of them. Let me tell you, teams get angry when the Penguins are in their building and they show up. And the Penguins need to have that same drive and that same mutual respect for their opponents. That's what it is. Because, like, I, I've seen the Penguins in Detroit, Philly, both in New York's New Jersey, here, um, Toronto, you know, Carolina, Ohio. Columbus. Yeah. You know, I've seen them in so many different places. And let me tell you, 
you feel the energy in the building. You feel the energy in the building. And let me tell you, when I watch a Penguins game on TV in Pittsburgh, the 12 seasons, I think we're at 12 now. Oh, no, this might actually be the 13th season. They've been in uh, PPG because 2010. I've yet to feel that energy. I have not felt that energy in a building in Pittsburgh since the Igloo. Well, then you need to come with me to a game. Uh, I won't be traveling anytime soon. Oh, that would be so much fun to be to go to a game with. Oh my goodness! The three of us, we we will be going. We would, we we would wreck the place. They would definitely. No, but but I'm serious. Like the last Penguins game I went to in Pittsburgh. Okay, and this was right before the pandemic struck. And you figure the Penguins are rolling. Okay, and they're playing Montreal. And usually, like Montreal draws well and such. Nobody was into the game. They won 4-1, and I felt like I was walking out of a 4-1 loss. Spoiled. It was just, it was, so, and honestly, so I'm going to say this, actually, in defense of the players, um, I feel like they're feeding off the fan base, because let's face it, the fans drive it in a sense, okay? And if you don't feel the motivation from your fans in the building, why bother? Um because it, you're getting paid a lot of money to do what you love. I see this. I, I, I don't I, disagree I, with you, Jen. I, agree I with don't you disagree extent, with you. But if you for, okay. Like, like take me for an example. Okay. In sports, when I was competing at high levels, um, I would be able to like zone out. There'd be thousands of people screaming at everyone in the race. And I would only hear my, my coach's voice. So some athletes have that ability to tune everything out. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, I don't know. Like, I mean, the crowd does help or a good, you know, old fashioned fisticuffs help, but I think you come to play the game you love. What more do you need other than that, you know, authentic passion? Yeah. The pen score, the crowd goes wild and then Arizona scores and the, pen, the, the fans kind of lose interest in the game. They're only enjoying it if the pens are doing well. You know what I mean? Where am I going with this? No, but no, no. But, I mean, you're making complete sense, but um, what, 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 no, but what I'm saying, like, I, I, I'm saying that I feel like the Penguins are a team who need an outside factor because they don't have that intrinsic motivation, but they don't have that outside factor because to Joe's point, you know, the long string of success over the past 30 years Yes, I said 30 years. I'm going back to the Mario years has spoiled Pittsburgh. Yeah. And but I think with this team in particular, I mean, it is unique. You have your three best players that have been together for about what, 17, 18 years. 16. Six, 16 okay. Yeah, 15, you know, 16. Yeah. 2006. You know, they're maybe it's hard to get up for a game, uh, you know, every single game, every, every single night, especially. I mean, they, they played 15 games in January. That's that's basically yeah. one game every other day, and, and there, there were three back to backs. Um, yeah, maybe you just maybe it's just hard to get up for every game. Maybe I, th- I I think it is. I think it is that globetrotter mentality. It's like, hey, we got <laughs> we got we got we got uh, we got we got the guys. Let's let's just let's just throw it around and see what happens and play fire wagon hockey. Woohoo! Well, and to go back to my original question that I had a few months ago when Fenway Sports Group first, uh, when 
first basically publicized their interest in the penguins. Okay. One of my questions was, would there be a change in dynamic in the structure of the organization? We all agreed that likely not. And that has exactly been the case. It's like nothing has changed except who pays them at the end of the day. And I mean, I look at other organizations, not just within hockey, but within other sports. And, you know, I mean, actually the Steelers are kind of a great example. I feel like the Steelers are kind of in an identity crisis right now, especially with Ben retiring and such, you know, and there are times that, yeah, you've been successful, but not quote successful. You haven't reached that pinnacle, right? You haven't reached the Super Bowl or the Stanley Cup or whatever your pinnacle is. And you just have to look in the mirror and say, hey, what are we doing wrong? Why aren't we with those guys? And I mean, I feel like the Steelers are starting to do that, but the Penguins haven't done that yet. And I feel like it's going to take... The owner just the, showed up. They're they're trying to find out where the bathrooms are. I mean, they're not going to, you know, they're not like the day owners, one. They're going to be like, owners, OK, get rid of everybody. No, but my point is, I don't think the owners are going. The owner Fenway Sports Group said straight up. And remember, Fenway Sports Group has a multitude of investors, you know, like LeBron, like they don't. I didn't believe they have a majority owner, but it's not like how with Ron Burkle, how he was basically like, a, you know, the one backer Fenway sports group has multiple, multiple backers. They have come out and said that Mario still runs the sh- like status quo. Well, there was actually a move. Uh, I believe this week they just extended Jeff Carter for, yes. an- for another couple seasons uh, at uh 3.125 million status quo, which honestly, that's I actually thing. do like the deal. And, and that's the thing is, is basically, basically they're saying, probably saying we're not blowing this up we're gonna we're gonna keep going now malkin is is a free agent after this year and and so is yeah yeah so where do we go i mean i've heard rumors that you know latang is because he's french canadian montreal bound montreal would love to have him and would pay anything for him which makes a lot of sense so I don't know. I don't know. Bye. But, but you, you, you'd be okay with the going? <laughs> okay, so here's what I, I know. Here's what I here's what I think. Malkin, Gino, and Sydney. Malkin and Gino and Sydney. Let's try that again. Malkin, Sydney, and Latang do really want to win together one more time. And they've kind of, you know, forget about the last couple of seasons, but they've kind of showing that this year they might be able to hang a little bit. Maybe if they continue to propel in the direction they're going and play on those nights when they win, when they play with so much like, like love and life in their game, they can do this. Now, would do we see Latang and Gino signing maybe one more year? Or is Gino going to Florida and Malcolm going to... If it's, Montreal. I mean, for, for, I, I, I understand, I, I hear maybe Malkin w- just w- would want to say, yeah, I want to stay. I want to retire a penguin. Yeah, no, he does. I'll take a reduced salary because he's making 9.5 million this year. He's, he's he's not, and that. he's not getting nine point. He's not worth right. it. Right. So here's yeah, the problem. Kind of I don't see too. them. I don't see them taking one year deals. No, 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 no. So then they're gone. 
probably five especially, year deal especially, like especially since Jeff Carter got a two year deal. Okay. And Jeff Carter is not at the level of Malkin, Latang, or Crosby, but I'm going to put him a notch below because of his longevity in the league. He has two Stanley Cups. He's got a proven track record. So I'm, you know, I'm looking at Carter's deal, and I think Carter's deal is very, very fair considering, I mean, he's going to be 37 this year. So, I mean, two years is a stretch, but you've got to think that that's, but they're paying him so little compared to what he's, he made at the peak of his career that, you know, I think it's a fair trade-off. So I, you know, to me, that's the bar with Malkin Latang. Like, okay, you, you want a two-year deal, then fine. You got to four or five mil max. Gino said, said he, he has enough money. He's already rich. Something about money. He doesn't, I think, yeah, I think he, I forget the exact quote, but I'm trying to like Genoize it and be like, I am have money. I no need the money or whatever. Sounding like an Italian, but yeah, I think he'd take a money drop. He made it clear he has money. Yeah. So, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe they keep both and they just, uh, but if Montreal offers more than Pittsburgh would, I don't know with Latang. I think he might be gone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's hard to, it's hard, hard, hard to turn down and, you know, Hey, maybe, maybe you want, maybe you want something different. I don't know, but, but the, the, the pressure on Latang, if he does go to Montreal would be enormous. They don't fall around up there. It's not, there's no, there's no, um, listless, uh, quiet fans in, in Montreal, like they are in, uh, in Pittsburgh. And, and you, sorry to say this, like he's watching, but um, he's not really a fan favorite outside of his market. Market, like if you look at other players um, that are fan favorites that are, aren't on your team, right? Like Joe Thornton, for example, he's a fan favorite across the board. Um, Sydney is well, he's loved and hated, but More yeah, hated. he's controversial. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put him as controversial, but Latang is. Like you talk to people from other fan bases, they hate Chris Letang. Yeah. Straight up hate Chris Letang. Why? He, I think it's his style of play because he is more on the aggressive side, like not as aggressive as let's say like Dion Phaneuf was in his prime or even like Zdeno Chara. But you know, Letang has been aggressive enough in his career. Now, keep in mind that Letang has doesn't have quote a reputation, but there is. It, it, it's been weird, you know. Um, I actually wore my Latang jersey to um, All Star Weekend here. I didn't wear it like, but I wore it Sunday. I wore Lightning on Saturday, and the like people were furious when I showed up. And my, the, the, like, and I was like, huh? And, and I never really thought about it. Cause like, I, I have worn like my Latang jersey outside of Pittsburgh before. And, um, and I mean, yeah, I got some sort of flack, but yeah, people do not like him. So do they say I he's don't think dirty? he cares though? I don't think. No, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think cares. he cares. At, I think he I don't gets think off he on that, you know, like, I think he like kind of well, likes being the bad guy. No, he doesn't. He absolutely does not care, but yeah, there is. There is, there. I don't know if they go as far as saying that he's dirty, but like, 
pretty close. You might as well and, say it. But but the, the hate on the hate on Crosby is just laughable. Basically, you're just yeah. jealous because he's not on your team. I equate no. to me. No. Okay, what? I got to stop you there. Early in Sydney's career, he was hard to play with. He was temperamental. He was a, he was uh, what's the word sensitive. Um, he did a lot of complaining. Okay, he earned his People, reputation. He earned his reputation. League. It's not because he's so good. It's because he wasn't that team player. It's like okay, look at Connor McDavid right now. Such a good hockey player, but and I see your face, Joe. I'm sorry. I know it's hard looking being in and seeing from. I wasn't speaking from before. Um, but look at Connor McDavid. He does not have a good reputation right? Aside from him being skilled. And then he comes out and he does this interview and he's like, well, you know, I don't care. You do whatever, whatever. Right. That attitude. Well, Sydney in his early days, he had, you know, a very questionable, um, personality, let's say he's grown and he's become quite the man and teammate and leader. Yes. But to say that people, it's just because people are jealous of him. No, I mean, yeah. it is. I mean, I get the, I get the crybaby crybaby thing. And I mean, I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> he was he was 18, but he's still he like literally that was a baby. Look at him he was he a baby. That that he's still that guy. It's no, but I, so so Jen, I think about that image because as soon as you brought that up, I think about that image in Philly when he's pointing to his tooth you know, teenage Crosby. And he's like literally crying about his tooth. Like oh, yeah, that is what that. I think about. I think it was his rookie he year. He got his tooth knocked out. <laughs> it was Darian Hatcher. Of course, Darian Hatcher knocked out his tooth. He got tooth. his tooth knocked out. Was he, supposed to, he, was he still... supposed to do? Thank the no. guy. Hey, thanks for knocking out my teeth. Well, no, but I think, I think what Jen's trying to get at it was, you know, there was definitely like the skill there was in terms of a skill, he transitioned very easily. Right. But in terms of his maturity, he did not. Now, granted, there was a huge load put on his shoulders when he joined the league. And <laughs> while it seemed like he handled it well, he obviously did not because he lashed out on the ice and did stupid things but, and but earned his reputation and, and honestly, I was a teenager at that time and I didn't understand it, you know, being 15, 16 years old. I'm like, why does everybody else hate Sidney Crosby? But then by the time, honestly, I'm going to tell you this. It took me moving out of Pennsylvania and living in another market to understand how, why other team, other fan bases and other teams hated Crosby but so much. The, the hate I see on him is, is not about the crybaby stuff. It's about basically discounting his, uh, his skill and his his contributions and basically saying oh all he does is get assists he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't score any by the way he just won the we won the rock richard five years ago yeah yeah it's just total disrespect he's lost his shot confidence you see it on the breakaway you see it in the uh what's that thing after three on three shootout he's lost his he's losing his confidence he's lost you can blame it on the surgery and his wrist but he's not the same player he was mentally but when he gets out of his head, he's still the best bloody hockey player on the planet at this age. You see him when he is in his element and he's not thinking, he's still fantastic to watch. Like, and he could still be continue. I mean, Ovechkin's a year older than him and he's leading the league in what both points and goals or he was a week ago. Like, 
anything's possible. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think I think Huberto surpassed Ovechkin in the points total. But yeah, Ovechkin's still up there. He's it's, killing it. And you know, and you know, you you figure Ovechkin's going to be thirty seven this summer, and he's going to be thirty five. So two years. Yeah, I'm I'm convinced that Ovechkin. You know, the, the thing that I didn't appreciate about Ovechkin when I was younger, I'm going to say this right now, is the youth like there were questionable things about Ovechkin when he came into the league, right? Like how he seemed to always leave his feet when he hit somebody like that was problematic. He could not hit somebody while being on the ice. But one thing I've always respected about him is the fact that he has always played with this youthful energy. He's having fun. He's, I don't know if I've ever seen him not have fun big difference he eats chicken parm before games that's why he has fun if i had chicken parm before every game i'd have a lot of fun too i love chicken parm and a couple shots of uh vodka hey but 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 that's the thing like ovechkin has you know like the i think the reason why ovechkin has like i'm gonna go as far as saying this a better reputation among hockey fans is because of the energy he exudes right he's always got and i'm not saying you always have to it's, you don't always have to walk around with a smile on your face. You know, that's not McDavid or Crosby's personality, right? Like, I totally appreciate them being low-key. But Ovechkin is almost like the Peyton Manning of hockey for me. He's never not having fun. I, I was going to say that Crosby is the Tom Brady of hockey. Yeah. And I um, think Ovechkin is the Peyton Manning of hockey. Also, also, people love Ovechkin because chicks dig the log ball. Chicks dig the long ball and chicks dig goals. He scores goals. Assists are not as sexy as goals. I think no. assists are pretty sexy. Yeah, they are. They're... But let's face it. Ovechkin from the circle, like, holy, like, it, it's not so much about the goals for me. It's, and you're never going to see me wearing Ovechkin jersey or anything like that. I want to make that very clear. But for me, with Ovechkin, his shot is nasty. It's like that. He has shot, more com- that- He's got confidence, like coming out of every pore. Yeah, in his body. He's he just, just like he's so he easy. oozes. He just oozes swagger. You know, ninety like, percent. He, he knows what he's good at. Ninety percent of his goals is the same thing. He sits yeah. on that dot and they feed him the puck yeah. and he shoots it and it goes in. And Why it- fix what's not broke? Right. The point is Wh- to win. Exactly. Here's an idea. How about stopping it, guys? Well, that's what I was gonna. Go ahead. That's go ahead. on the def- that's on the defenses and the goalies for not stopping it. Then. Oh yeah, that's that's it's like why why are you allowing this to happen? Guys, I heard <laughs> you a know rumor that do. a flower might be going to Washington. <gasps> yeah. I didn't that know how to think. Of, I mean, I don't know how to. I'm like, how does he do that? But then I think there's like 1,400 ex Penn players playing for them, so it's like. Yeah, but Flurry, Flurry stopped Ovechkin on the breakaway in 2009 in Game Seven, and then had another crazy Game Seven in 2017. Like, if Flurry goes to betrayal. Washington, I will lose my freaking mind. I'm losing my mind just thinking about it. No, you cannot. I, I, I was, you cannot my first do that. Was like, no. Oh my god! You're not allowed. Like. I thought it hurt when I thought it hurt when Brooks Orpic 
went to Washington. That hurts. That hurts. It hurts. It, 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 it kind of um, hurt when Niskanen went. Um, no, Orpik was the really. But Orpik really was Orpik was the heart and soul of the Penguins. He was he was the conscious. He was the heart and soul of those of those early Penguins teams. Yeah, that hurt. And then he became and and, and Orpik Flurry? had to, Orbic, no. Orbic had to Orbic had to go, but for him to go to Washington was just painful. No, but. Oh. Blurry, no. Can you imagine? Like, but he, I don't think he's happy in Chicago, and they're not. You know, he's getting up there in his career too, and I think he wants to play for you know a competitive team. But here's a thought: Why can't he just come back to Pittsburgh and be Jerry's Jerry's backup? Because he, he'd be a good backup. He makes too much, and he probably so can want make that. less. Well, they can't adjust it during the, the season. Yeah, um, he makes way too much money. It's not going to yeah. happen. Uh, now, now, wait, they will have, they just cleared five and a half million because they're going to Kucherov uh, Zucker. So maybe they will have some uh, some cap space. I don't know. Uh, but uh, no, no. But I, could you I, imagine now, like a, a, a playoff round between Washington and, and uh, Pittsburgh with Flower playing for Washington? Oh, I can't. God. I can't. Like, I, I, I cannot wrap my mind around this. It's definitely living in a, like a simulation. This is not real. So that would be like the, it, that would just cement things for me. Be like this is. I thought real. it was weird when Chara went to Washington after. Yeah, that's another. That's a weird one too. Which Chara's now with the Islanders now, I believe. Where he started. Yeah. Um, which, it, okay. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. He started there, finished there. Cool. But it like, would be funny if, if, if Flurry went to when Lundquist went to Washington too, you know, yeah, yeah. never played. Uh, he he played didn't really play for them though, though, but, uh, it would be fur- funny if Flurry went to Washington and then just totally did a heel turn on Pittsburgh. It's like, you know what? Washington is a much better city than Pittsburgh and, uh, and Ovechkin is much better than Crosby and, uh, and, and Crosby is a crybaby and <laughs> just totally, just totally trashed Pittsburgh. Oh, uh, let's face it. We we, we know that Fleur, I, I know that Fleur's capable doing of that. that before Flower. Flower loved his time here. Yeah, but Fleury is like the ultimate troll. So if that he were true. to go, if he were to go to another team inside the metro, I'm going to say any team inside the metro, he will find any and always to troll. Crosby, Malkin, and Latang. But they, I mean, they love each other. So I mean, they do. But that's what I mean. So it'll be loving. It would. It would be, it would be so weird. Oh my god! Especially they played each other in the playoffs because we're not playing the Islanders this year. Thank goodness. Unless yeah, they win I, every game. Yeah. Well, really the, the they had Islanders, it tough with injuries though, and COVID. The, well, the Islanders had it tough with injuries, COVID, and then remember, I think this is the key here that we that actually I forgot until it was announced he came back. Barry Trotz was on leave. What? Yeah. I mean, Barry, Tr- Barry Trotz was on leave for a long time from the Islanders. They were being run by their, yeah, they were being run by their assistant coaches. And honestly, I forgot that, which, so every, everything that's happened with the Islanders this year, because we know that Barry Trotz can adapt to literally any situation, right? Oh, he easily, can take yeah. the worst. He can take the worst lemons and make them into the best lemonade. And I was like, what's going on with them? And I forgot that he was on leave. Do we know and why? He Is, he back came back. Is he okay? He's back. Um, to be honest, I'm not sure why he went on leave. And I'm not going to, because I haven't looked into yeah. it, I'm not going to say anything because, you know, I haven't done my research on that. And I can't even remember how long he was on leave for. 
but the bottom line is like to me like I feel like the Islanders could be back next year but we also just know how much of an influence Trotz has on that team he was he did have COVID yeah so, I didn't know that but um, I felt like there was something else as well uh one last thing what the heck's going on in Edmonton um <laughs> you Connor know McDavid is a cancer Connor McDavid is he's Connor. You know, they interview him. McDavid he's gets pissy. Dry Seidel was about to kill that one dude. Oh my God. Remember? <laughs> I mean, I, I, mean, I don't, I don't know. know. Is the, is the press in, so in Edmonton? Yeah. Why are you so pissy? Is, is the press in Edmonton that vicious or something? Or, or are they just so frustrated? I think, no, I mean, Jim, Jim, Jim Madison, I was actually on a podcast with him. He's not a bad guy. So when this was all going on and I was kind of not really, I'm not really much on Twitter anymore these days, but from what I caught from it, like he got a lot of support and he got a lot of hate, but he asked, you know, what's going on in Edmonton? Leon, what's going on? Or whatever, right? And Leon kind of gave a snarky answer. And Jim's like, so why, why are you so pissy? I mean, if I asked you a question, Joe, and you answered me with attitude, I'm going to ask you what your problem is. Right. You know, and I, right. and I think that we want to see our hockey players with personalities, whatever that personality is. And if our reporters can't do what they need to do to bring out said personality, what are we complaining about? But to go back to what I was saying before, Connor McDavid, and I've been saying this pretty much his whole career since he was drafted, has a terrible attitude problem. And apparently so does Leon. But the problem, and, and I think they do have some problems with goaltending and, and defense. If I remember correctly. I don't watch too many other games. But when you have your captain, let alone like, a superstar on your team that's not leading your team. You have problems. Like look at Sydney, look how many bottom feeder players that he, that have come to play with him are young players and he made them into stars. Why can't Connor do that too? Connor's just as good as Sydney, if not better speed related. I look at what, I look at what Marlowe and Horton did in San Jose all those years. No, they never want to No, they never got a cup out of it, but look how many solid players came out of San Jose and, all those years. And Sid never was pissy with a reporter. He never, even when he was extremely frustrated. What about that one about Philly? And he's like, I just don't like them. Well, yeah, oh, and it's Philly. He's, he's That's my favorite interview. But that's like the most, I, I don't want to say personality to be disrespectful to Sid, but like that's probably been like the snarkiest he's ever been in an interview. I'm, I'll, I'll say that snarkiest, right? But he's never been, quote, intentionally rude. Will he be honest? Right. Yeah, but he's never been intentionally rude. So, no. but he's you know, gotten but, frustrated. He's gotten frustrated. Right. Yeah. He's not like, yeah. he's not, you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's a good Canadian boy and he's got a little bit of respect there. No, bit. but, but to, go, to go back to your point, I'm just thinking about like different captains in the league. Like, I also look at, you know, I was really critical of Colorado naming Gabriel Landeskog captain of the avalanche but i'm gonna be honest i just didn't know a ton about him i'm like really latest gog but look at colorado how consistent they've been you know over the past few years now you know they've had some players kind of they're come first out overall of the world. right now yeah a- exactly you know so and yeah, they've, well. they've won 18 straight home games let's let's see how happy they are when they lose in the playoffs yet again right right um 
that Colorado Florida Stanley Cup. We'll see. <laughs> that's my final. Florida get Colorado. Yeah. And Florida I mean, wins it's, because it's, of Joe. I mean, it's entirely possible, but I feel like, you know, like both of their seasons right now smell 2019 Tampa Bay Lightning break to me right now. Like y'all are getting too hot too fast. Like right. you, you peak, you peak too early. Not a good thing. I mean, but I mean, Florida is scary though. Like they're super scary, but the point is like, you know, I actually Alex Barkov or Sasha Barkov is a great example in Florida. You know, he has been. Uh, uh, as a captain, he has been very self-critical over the years, you know, and he really carries the team on his shoulders. And obviously, you know, with the, with their success, it's easy for him, you know, but like Barkov to me is an example of a, a really good captain as well, because he takes responsibility and he does it. He's not disrespectful. You know, he's, he carries himself very well. He, he, you know, dishes out praise when he needs to, he dishes out criticism when he needs to, but he takes that responsibility seriously. And that's, and that, and that's what a good captain does. Right. And, you know, we've seen that with Stamkos over the years because Stamkos was not a good captain in the beginning and he's evolved into one, um, you know, Crosby. Um, I think Dylan Larkin's going to be a great captain up in Detroit, but with Edmonton, it's like, okay, you've got two of the best players in the world and you're not doing diddly spot. Well, uh, I mean, it also me. doesn't help that you, you, you surround them with absolute garbage. And that's, uh, I mean, they all made the league. Like, what do you, what do you, there, I mean, there's a lot of hockey players out there in the world. You gotta be, if this comes down okay. to the bench. Okay. Fair point. This comes down to the bench. You gotta utilize your, 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 your roster to its strength. If something's not working, you fix it. Play around with the lines. Have more team building exercises. Keep the coaches out of the room. Have those players become family. So have do things that are fun. Keep the wives and girlfriends out of it. Just the boys. Build relationships and chemistry off the ice, and maybe it'll transpire, trans well, late onto the ice and lose and the attitude. Not, right, and it's not that Edmonton hasn't attempted to fix the roster problems. They've made moves over the years. You know, they they had they just got you know, gained. They, That'll be interesting. Yeah, which you know that uh, I'm not gonna. Should we I'm do not going to say. I'm not going to say anything, but yeah. <laughs> Should we do our bets? What for? For what? The next the ten next, games. So next ten, 10 games. February. There's ten games. We play Washington, right. Boston, Ottawa, New Jersey twice. Philly, oh, Toronto, no. Carolina. I'm a visual person. I gotta pull it up. Okay, pull it up. Yeah, I gotta pick it up too. I'm going five um, for five. You you you're yeah. you're saying five and five? Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, okay. Yeah, like, like I said, I'm a I'm a visual. So yeah. hold on, let me flip Caps, here. Boston, Ottawa, Devils, Flyers. <laughs> the Flyers. That's a that's a guaranteed win. Um, yeah, I have that. Wow. Well, no. Well, well. I mean, the know. Flyers are a hot, hot mess, but you never know. The, you never. The Flyers that usually come up, show up to play Pittsburgh. They. They closed the upper bowl of their arena because nobody shows up to their games. That's sad. I have a, I have a friend from back home who wanted to go. I she was like offer. She actually wanted to go to a Flyers game a couple weeks ago, 
And then um, she couldn't go and she was kind of bummed because she's like, tickets are so cheap right now. She's like, Aww. it's but it's sad it's it's sad yeah um, i'm not even I, allowed no, in a hockey rink guys i i don't remember <laughs> the flyers ever it's having in, in canada they're only allowed to have 500 ever. people canada come on come on guys uh, enough enough it's been it's been what two years now let's stop with this 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 being so restrictive it's ridiculous it's yeah. ridiculous. Come on, come on, guys. This is yeah, everything. I, I, everything I in America is open percent today. We opened to 50 percent today, but it's still strict on, you know, vaccination policy mandates. You have to be vaccinated or you can't do anything. That's not to Walmart in Quebec. You can't wow. go to Walmart if you're not vaccinated. Wow. And not to be disrespectful to anyone's health, but it's like I feel like we're at the point that people are going to make the choices that are best for themselves. Right. Like. I'm pregnant, like I'm being careful, but at the same time, I'm not, you know, putting yourself in situations that would be risky for you. Yeah, let people make their own choices at this point, but but don't force people to be to 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 still close everything. My goodness, it's been two years now. That's ridiculous. But anyway, um, I'm going to say seven and three. Seven and three three is one thing. Yeah, Um, I'm always optimistic. I'm with Jen here. I like the five and five because I feel like we there are a couple trap games here. Um, for whatever reason, they always have trouble with Carolina. Um, I have them losing. I have them losing to Carolina. I'm yeah, just like really... the, and it's, it's a Sunday one o'clock game, and then also the Devils are a trap game. I Devils have one win and game. one loss against the Devils. The Pens play absolute garbage during the day, and there's two 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 day games, and one of them the, is the against Devils Carolina. And Carolina. And Devil, yeah. yeah, they always they're always bad against the Devils, and 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 it's Carolina's tough. So I'd say those are two losses. Um, and then up I, up in Boston's tough too. I I just you know it, it, besides record, I just want to see how they're going to come out, how how they're going to play. I have Washington. They're going to lose. Boston. They're going to win, or vice versa. They'll, they'll, they won't win both of those. They, they play only 10 games in the month of February. So yeah. it won't be an excuse to say, oh, oh, they, they, they're, 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 too, they're tired. They played too much. That's not going to be an excuse. So, okay, it. you don't want Okay, so that, that excuse is gone. So let's see how you play now. So I'm real, I'm real interested to see how they, they bounce back. And, and we've seen Casey kind of rise again. Hopefully he can maintain that. Like he was unreal. I'm sorry. I was just watching him so proud. Like I was just like, Hey, and I think the biggest, the biggest thing is to not play down to your, if your opponent is quote inferior. And this is something I was taught in youth sports. Do not play down your opponent. There's, there's no, there's no, there's no way in on earth that they should lose to the Kraken or even have a close game. It's an expansion team. And then lose to the wings the next. It was the and next. A true ex- and a true expansion team, and not the Vegas Golden Nuggets. Right, not not that. Team. Yeah, not that convoluted. Crap. Did you just call them the Vegas Golden Nuggets? No, I said Golden Knights. Even though oh. chicken nuggets sound so good right now, I hate you. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Hey, what's your pick? Want, what do you got? Now I want some gold. Now I want. Some, yeah, now I want some chicken nuggets. That sounds really good. What's your pick, Ash? I said five and five. I'm with you because oh, there are trap me? games in there. Um, and Toronto seems to give them trouble too. Toronto's been playing pretty well. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I feel like Ashley, there are actually a lot of tough games in there. Ashley, you'll get this, you'll get this reference. Um, I've heard that the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys being referred to as the Toronto Maple Leafs of football. <laughs> 
It's perfect. Uh, they can't win a playoff I, I, game. It's yeah. It's it's exactly the same scenario. Very talented, can never win in the playoffs. I just want to say really quick, since we're talking football for a quick second, I am so grateful that Dan Quinn wanted the Giants' job so badly, and the Giants told him to go screw himself. Why would they? So do he's that? staying what? with the cap. No, no. So Dan Quinn was interviewing with a number of teams for a head coaching position. But why would okay? the Giants not want him? Why would you want him? He failed in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. You have a 25 point lead, and you fall. Dan Quinn was nothing oh, yeah, without Kyle you. Shanahan. Thank he was you. nothing without he was nothing without Kyle Shanahan. So he's he a perfect like, example of good coordinator, bad head coach, and yet they're, they they want to make him another head coach. So who did? Who, oh, they just got the guy no, from so, um, from the Buffalo. Gable. And they're about to steal. And they're about to steal Ken Dorsey as their quarterbacks coach. Um, and about to steal their O line coach. I'm like, let's go. I like. I like that. Uh, I like that. That Dable just came out and said, "Listen, we're gonna suck." Listen, this is a total rebuild. <laughs> the previous people were so bad. We're we're blowing this thing up. I like that. I like that. I like his honesty. I appreciate I appreciate the honesty, which is why I'm optimistic for once in my life. I haven't been this optimistic about the New York football giants since we'll see. I mean he's so he's wait, a, wait, the next game is probably Kerry right? Collins is quarterback. The Super next Bowl game Sunday. is well uh, no, two it's weeks. the thirteenth. It's two week break. There's a, there's the, they pushed everything back a week because they added on to the NFL schedule because the Super Bowl used to be our birthday weekend and now it's my husband's birthday weekend. And I'm like, Oh, Andrew's going to get a Super Bowl at some, a Super Bowl birthday at some point in his life. What the heck? One of you is actually my sister. One of you has a birthday on Thursday and one of you has a birthday on Friday. Correct. Oh boy. Oh boy. I wish I'd. I wish I had a, uh, a streamer. I'm, I'm turning 29 for the 11th time. <laughs> oh, is, that... this a, is this a milestone? I realized I actually have a milestone on Thursday. Um, uh, not my birthday. I mean, not associated with my birthday. It's just ironic. It's okay. an anniversary. You're getting your teeth. I mean, it, 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 it is the anniversary of the greatest Super Bowl of all time. Okay, let's make that. Let's get that out of the way. It's the anniversary of helmet catch. Okay, let's get that ah, out of the okay. way. Okay. Okay. Um, no, it's what they apparently call Bon Jovi Day. <laughs> Why? <laughs> she gets it. She gets it. Okay. She gets it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> look at Joe's face. He's like, wait, what? We're... You look like me when you guys start talking football. I'm like, <laughs> I've been keeping everything like super low key in terms of the timing of everything going. Oh, we're halfway there. Yeah. That's the only update people are getting is that it's Bon Jovi Day. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) We when I start singing, we need to leave. So (laughs) thank you so much. Happy early birthday. Always love talking to you guys. I'll talk to you on Thursday for sure. See you guys. Bye.